Good morning and welcome to our Christmas cantata service, where through scripture and song we will be reminded of one of the gifts that God gives us at Christmas, and that is joy. Joy over our Savior. Please join with me in the responsive invocation uh, found on page 3 from Isaiah chapter 9 in which the prophet reminds us of the joy and the source of it. There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let's join in singing, Now Sing, We Now Rejoice. Hymn number 34, stanzas 1 and 2. They're printed in your bulletin.
Do you think anyone could forget about Christmas? It seems rather unlikely, doesn't it? With all of the ads and the displays in stores, with all of the decorations we see in the neighborhood, with cards that come in the mail, even your own personal calendar of events, it would seem pretty unlikely that someone could forget about Christmas. But it seems that the people of Bethlehem did. After all, they weren't concerned about a, a, a little peasant couple and, and a baby and an animal stall. How could any of that relate to their well-being? Well, God had given the people a message through the prophet Micah. He said, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Now maybe they forgot about that prophecy because it was couched in a message about the threats of war that the nation was experiencing. Or maybe they forgot about it because it was given 700 years before it happened. After all, wouldn't you forget something from 700 years ago? We forget after seven minutes. But what about the people that day? What about the people today? Are there people who forget about Christmas? It would seem unlikely, again, because of all the decorations and the ads and the events. But it's true. People do forget about Christmas. That is what Christmas is really all about about the birth of Christ. The people of Bethlehem were all concerned about taxes, about their money. They were concerned about their travel plans and the crowds and everything else that was going on. They didn't have time to think about some little baby being born in a manger. How could that really affect them? They forgot what Christmas was all about. But God didn't forget. God remembered his promise. He remembered you and me. He remembered this world. And he sent his son into this world. One of the things that we often get at Christmas is Christmas cards. From people maybe we know right now and maybe see every day to people that we've known from years in the past and haven't seen them maybe for quite some time. But we are reminded of that relationship because of that card. This prophecy of Micah is God's Christmas card to us. Bethlehem is God's Christmas card to us, reminding us that God has not forgotten us, that God is with us, that he's always with us, that he is there to help us and to bless us. You know, sometimes people expect great things to happen out of our big cities, like New York or, or Washington or San Francisco or some other place in the world that's big. But God chose this little city of Bethlehem to do something big, to give us joy because of Jesus.
The congregation now will join in singing hymn number 36, A Great and Mighty Wonder. The words are printed in your bulletin. And during that time, we invite the children's choir to come forward.
you have a favorite Christmas song? There are hundreds to choose from. It seems that those that have been written maybe in the last uh, century, uh, when things could be recorded and publicized and sold, a lot more songs have been produced. And a number of them talk about all different aspects related to Christmas. You know, there might be that magical gift giver, that uh, mystical reindeer that flies, a talking snowman, or maybe they'll just talk about the atmosphere of the, of the season, the silver bells ringing, or let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. So there's a lot of different songs to choose from. But those that seem to highlight the physical aspects of Christmas seem to fade out as soon as Christmas is done. In fact, they bring us a, a message, maybe a joy that is really fading and fake. But there is one Christmas song that stands out and that keeps ringing throughout the centuries. It was the very first one sung by the angels. Listen as Luke records it for us in chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. The message of their song would produce great joy. A joy that can't be matched. A joy that can't be drowned or extinguished. A joy that is inexpressible in some ways. It's a joy that makes everything else pale in comparison. The reason for it, the joy, the message was all about the Savior being born. God sent his son into this world to live for us, to die for us, to rise again so that we would have eternal life and that brings us joy. So while there are uh, hundreds of songs to choose from, there's only one that keeps ringing and keeps giving a message of joy. It's the one about Christ being born. The adult choir will now come forward and sing that joy for us.
Tis the season for colds and flus, so it seems. So many people getting colds these days. Why is it that the germs are so easily spread? In fact, it seems that a lot of bad stuff can be easily spread. Not just germs, but discontent, dissatisfaction, complaints, even sadness. In a season that's supposed to be filled with joy, it seems that people still come up with their reasons to complain and be discontent. Now, people might say, well, there's a reason for that. That's because life is hard. Life has its troubles, you know. Well, tell that to the wise men. Those guys who rode on the back of a camel for a thousand miles through the desert just so they could follow up on a bright star they saw in the sky and a prophecy they heard about a king being born. Ask them, was it hard? Ask them, was it worth it? And they'd say yes. It seems today that so often what we do is determined by what we think it'll do for us. In other words, we'll ask the question, well, what am I going to get out of it? What will it do for me? Listen to the account of the wise men and find out what their hardship did for them. After they had heard the king, that is King Herod, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we might say, well, if, if I had been with them, if I was going to see Jesus, yeah, I would do that too, no matter what the hardship. Then why is it so hard for us to come to church and worship? Why is it so hard for us to open our Bibles and read? Why is it so hard for us to serve God with a spirit of humbleness and submission? You will get something out of it. Joy. Great joy. Now the Bible doesn't tell us any more about the wise men after they left. But I can't imagine them returning home and when people ask them, how was your trip? I can't imagine them saying, well, you know, it was really hard and long and oh man, the saddle sores? I don't think I would do that again. I think their joy became contagious. It spread all around because they had some great news to tell. A Savior was born to you. You see, that whole account of the wise men coming to see Jesus reminds us that Jesus was not just for the Jews. He was for all people. For us. And that's why we have the joy. And that's why we can be contagious about it. You know, when we're teaching our children about coughing and sneezing, we'll say, cough and sneeze, cover please. But don't cover your Christmas joy. Sometimes when we feel sick, maybe we'll put on a good face and tough it out and go and not let on that we're sick. Don't cover up or hide or disguise your Christmas joy. The reason you have joy this season, let it be evident to others. Concerned about germs, we'll be washing our hands a lot. We have all those little bottles of sanitizers all over the place. I've got one in the back after I shake your hands. Don't be offended. <laughs> but don't wash off the Christmas joy that we get from Jesus. Let your joy be contagious. The junior choir will show us.
this time, I would ask you kindly to fill out a welcome worshiper card. It's the yellow card found in the hymnal rack in front of you. One side is for our members, another side for our guests. If you are a guest today, we're happy to have you here. We hope we get a chance to meet you after the service, and we certainly invite you to worship with us again. When you have finished filling out that card, you may simply put it into the offering plate as it passes by you this morning. Now, in response with joy over the birth of our Savior, let's gather our offering. Please rise for prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of joy. It is all because of you. You came to this world for us. You lived for us. You died for us and then rose again, all to save us from sin and its sentence of eternal death. Knowing you did all that for us, for this world, how could we not have anything but joy? Yet, as you know, as you experienced, in this world there's also hardship, trouble, doubts, and fears. Forgive us for our sins, our doubts, our fears. Forgive us for trying to find joy in the things of this world alone without you. 
Fill our hearts with joy so that we seek you and trust you for all blessings. Lord, we thank you for blessing Chot Thong and Alan Raddick with successful surgeries. Now bless them with full recovery. Bless the teachers that we've called to serve in our school. Guide them as they consider their calls so they know where you would have them serve. Bless our Christmas worship and our efforts to invite others that we may share this contagious joy of salvation in you. Hear us, for we pray with faith in you, dear Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. We'll continue to sing our joy with stanza three of hymn number 34. You find it printed on page 16. receive with believing hearts the blessing of our faithful Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you peace.
and singing the final stanza of Now Sing We Now Rejoice. thanks to all the choirs, the directors, and all the musicians who put this wonderful service together. Let's show them our appreciation with our applause. As Christmas is just a week away, let me remind you of a few things on our schedule. This Thursday evening, we have the last of our midweek Advent services. At 7.15 in the evening, it lasts for about 30, 35 minutes. We gather together to sing some Christmas carols and hear the Christmas scriptures. It's a good way to keep our focus on the reason for the season. And then next weekend, our service schedule is going to be like this. We will not have a Saturday night service because of all the other services coming. On Sunday morning, we'll have the regular time of services, 8.45 and 11.15. And we'll have communion next Sunday morning, since we didn't have it this morning. Then on Christmas Eve day, we will have services at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock that use the traditional songs. And then again at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock with a contemporary format. On Christmas morning, we'll have a special service at 9.30 in the morning. Looking ahead to the next week where we have a New Year's we will have a special New Year's Eve service on that Monday evening at 7 o'clock with communion. And the following weekend will all be the regular schedule of events. Just to highlight a few other announcements, if you are interested in helping with uh, the poinsettias that we get to decorate the altar area for Christmas, uh, you may purchase one and then it'll be picked up and used to decorate the altar area and then you can pick it up after Christmas. If you would just sign up on the table in the entryway for that, we would appreciate it. Next week, Sunday evening, our high school youth group is going to go ice skating downtown. You see the information on page 25. Please let me know if you plan to go so that we have rides uh, scheduled for you. And we're also, again, still looking for a few people who can help with our altar decorations and altar care throughout the year when it's necessary to change the color of the cloth, to fill the candles with oil, or to set out the communion ware. It only takes a few minutes to do that on a weekend, and you only serve uh, just a few times during the year. So if you're interested in doing that, let me know, or let our uh, John Osborne know. Now, um, I will uh, greet you in the back, because I don't see any of the elders here. So we'll just have you dismiss yourself, and I will greet you in the back. 